Hi there, and welcome to the Kingdom Sexuality Podcast. We're Paris and Alana, friends who have a heart for intimacy and long to uncover God's truth and design for sexual freedom within marriage. Welcome here. All right, so last week we had um, Britt and Kyler from Love Your First Year, and it was fantastic, and you guys really appreciated them, and so did we, and they had so much wisdom to share with us, and so, of course, we had to have them back because um, they have so many great resources all about you know the wedding night, the honeymoon, that kind of jazz. So we're like, okay, well, you guys should just share this wisdom with us and all of our followers so we can just really get this honed in on mm. what you guys actually need to know and what like the practical nitty-gritty stuff is yeah. for these these exciting moments in your lives because if you don't have someone in your life who can share this kind of stuff that that maybe isn't really common knowledge like I don't know how else you can really get this information so we're here to help you with that so here are um yeah Kyler and Britt and Paris here too and um yeah so let's just chat wedding nights start to start I think we should start there let's do it okay so welcome back you guys So much. We had a blast with you guys last week and just are so honored that you invited us back again. Yes, we're so pumped. Okay, so we're going to go right off the deep end here into the wedding day and something that we commonly see as a habit that couples often just fall prey to, I think, without realizing it. And it's that so many couples tend to focus so much on the wedding that the rest of everything else is very much forgotten. So it's their forever afters that we should be, you know, really intentionally preparing for. But so much of the pressure is put on the wedding. So what is some major ways couples can really focus on on their forever without letting the wedding day take the pedestal of their focus? Yeah, I think that's the, the one thing that we would recommend for everyone, whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, is to go through premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. It's one thing that we are so, so, so glad we did um, and some something that you will not regret at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and premarital counseling can look different, right? So I think when we say that, I think the traditional view that like maybe our parents had or maybe, maybe even over the last 10 years is like six to eight weeks and it's like a couple hours every single week and you sit down with this pastor that you probably never actually met before and you go through this right. like old dated curriculum well that like might be the case for some um, churches or some like premarital counseling programs there are so many great options out there when we say premarital counseling um there are uh short weekends there are um mm. you know online programs that you can take now so I think that's one of the biggest things that we always encourage couples to do is go through some sort of premarital counseling. It's an investment in your marriage that you just absolutely won't regret later on. Yes. Yeah. I love the idea of like a weekend thing. I hadn't really thought about it, but that would be such a fun way to like really practically get somewhere and get immersed in information. So I like that idea. That's really good. Yeah, That's actually what we did. We did a weekend in Dallas and it was so much fun. We just, we had a ton of fun, learned Mm -hmm. so much. Yeah, we didn't have the opportunity to go through, um, like, we didn't have the time to be able to go through, like, a full program. Um, Britt was in nursing school when we got married, and so, like, it was just really challenging to find nights that worked or, like, weekends or whatever, and so yeah, um, we actually did, it was, like, a Friday evening and then all day Saturday. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a crash course in um, everything you need to know about marriage, and we're just, like, so, so grateful uh, for that that experience in particular, but there's, there's definitely lots like that, whether that's a, uh, an event or... Um, you know, a, a full day or, or whatever 
it's becoming a little bit more common to kind of take care of it all in one weekend. Yes. And I really love awesome. that you shared this because it's important for couples to know that premarital counseling isn't a one size fits all. Like there's options. Like you mm-hmm. said, there's stuff virtually, there's stuff you can do online, there's stuff you can travel for. And it's important to find something that really connects with you as a couple, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the one thing that we would add to that um, is that it's really important to find a biblically based premarital counseling um, yes. program. There are a lot of like secular programs out there um, that are that are great, that teach you a lot about marriage. But I think the fundamentals of what we believe, and I know what you guys believe, is uh, is on the Bible, right? And so Absolutely. it's really important to find a biblically focused, Christ-centered premarital counseling um, program. And there are a lot of really great ones um, out there for you to choose from. Love that. All right. So what are some words of advice to shower over engaged couples as they head towards their wedding day? Um, Because we know often like couples will start accommodating guests and, you know, really planning their wedding, you know, for other people instead of really thinking about the covenant they're making and the promise to each other and the the new life that they're going to make together, right? So how can we or how can couples that are getting married avoid falling prey to getting, well, how can they avoid getting distracted um, but learn to like build and set boundaries around the wedding day? Mm -hmm. We, one thing that we did that we are so, so, so glad we did is um, like, I think a month or two before we talked about like, we just need to stick together. Like our whole wedding day, like you're not going anywhere that I'm not going. Like, yeah. like if someone wants to take a picture with you, I'm going to be like right there <laughs> next to you. Cause we, one thing we just like really didn't want was to go through our whole wedding day and completely miss each other. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. The other thing too, that's really important for couples to understand is like, it's your wedding and you can do whatever you want, right? Like there are a lot of like traditional things and like you, you need to do this and grandma's saying this and mom and dad are saying this and like great aunt is, is saying this, but like at the end of the day, it's your wedding day. And that doesn't mean you're obviously going to like disregard your guests. That's still an important part of, of the day. But yeah. when you shift the focus of like, it's about us and we can do whatever we want. And like, it's not about following tradition or norms or whatever. It totally shifts it. So like for us, one of the things that we did, um, you know, the traditional view, and this is great if you decide to do this, that's your choice and like that's awesome, is how you see each other for the first time, right? So the traditional view is that you would see each other for the first time when she walks down the aisle. For us, our wedding was at three o'clock in the afternoon and we knew that I would miss her and she'd miss me for like two thirds of the day. I wouldn't see her on our wedding day until three o'clock. And so right. we ended up doing a first look um, around like 1230 or one which allowed us to spend like way more of the day together, like our day. So all of our memories of that day, like are together and not, not apart. So all that to say, like do whatever makes you happy and like what makes sense for you and your, um, you know, soon to be spouse. And when you think through that lens, it'll help you like really stay focused on like, you know, this is our day and we're not going to be distracted by other things. Yeah, no, I love that. That's really sweet. That's That's so cute. I love that. I love hearing other people's wedding day stuff. (laughs) So do I. We could probably do a whole other episode about that because it was just like, (laughs) we just had a blast. Like we loved our wedding so much. That's amazing. I love hearing that. I love it. Okay. So you guys, with talking about those two big things, and obviously to all of our couples listening, we are leaving you guys to do the bulk of the work with this. Like have that intentional communication now 
over your upcoming wedding. You know, is it focused truly on you guys? Is it not? What are you going to do to revamp that? You know, are you putting so much focus on the wedding that you're not preparing for your future? We really want you guys to hone in on that on yourselves and just take that seriously because we're getting into the juicy stuff now, you guys. We're going to talk about the wedding night, okay? And <laughs> we're really excited for this. I hope you guys are super excited about this. So the first thing we want to address, because Jesus is our Lord, okay, we need to talk about this. Intentionally pouring into communication and prayer over your wedding night is absolutely priceless. You, you are not doing this. You guys get on the ball. If you don't have people praying over you and if you don't have you know people that you're staying accountable to as temptations come up, please do yourself a favor and safeguard your marriage in this realm because we're going to be talking about this very in a very sexual manner now. We're going to go into sexuality, okay? So the enemy, this is a quote that I freaking love. The enemy does everything he can to get us to fall into sexual sin before marriage. And then he does everything he can to keep us from sexual connection as a couple after marriage. So that's what we're going to be basing so so much of this around, right? It is such a big deal. And you guys might feel like that is so stupid because your sex hormones are probably going nutso right now. you guys it's it's legit (laughs) after marriage the enemy is right there on the door so you guys need to get real about this and very serious about this and keep covering your marriage in prayer protecting that and safeguarding that okay um kyler and brett we want to know your thoughts on that (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah let's do it um no i think uh one of as we were kind of preparing for this episode and just kind of like talking through some of these things like obviously these are uh, exactly like what you said, we we could talk about sex on our Instagram page, for instance, and like ask people if they have any questions. And one question is about like, hey, how do we like protect our purity? And then the other question is like, how do we like actually have an intimate sex life after marriage? Like those questions seem to be like, I'm like, what do you mean? Like, how, how are these the same question? But you phrased it so well with that quote, like, it's so important to understand like, how to kind of prepare for that in a healthy way that protects yourself during engagement but then also when you're you know after i do's have been exchanged like you're ready ready to roll so i think the one thing that we kept coming back to and, and we teach this a lot is that sex is service right so um mm. for couples the best way to prepare for that and like preparing for intimacy and like preparing for uh that component of it is to practice serving your fiance in uh, non-sexual ways during your engagement. So that way on the wedding night, uh, service becomes just a very natural response, right? You're so used to serving them in other ways that you desire and that you want to, and that you're able to serve them, uh, on the wedding night. Uh, I think we get so focused on like, what's in this for me and like, what am I excited about? And like, what are yes. my desires and what do I want that we forget that like sex is service. Like it's an opportunity to glorify God and honor your spouse and serve your spouse. So I think practicing serving, um, serving each other before you're married is a great precursor into serving each other uh, through sex once you are married. I love that. Yes. It is so good. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to put it. Yes. And I, it's funny, and I love that it's a man saying that. Yeah, absolutely. Can I just say that? Because often it's, it's Paris, it's you and I, we're saying this, and it's like, I, I'm always so scared that women are going to be like, well, what are we just going to like, what are we just like serving our husbands all the time? Like, you know, we're submitting to our husbands, we're blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's not at all. 
But so I love that it's a man saying this for once on our on our page. So thank you, Kyler, for saying that. I, I have so many incredibly godly men. I was we were at a, a men's uh, retreat at church this this weekend, and like just like people pouring into me and like our marriage that I am, it would be the dumbest thing ever to say anything contrary to what I just said, because of how many people have told me to serve my, to serve my wife yes. in you know, whatever yeah. that looks like. So I know your, you know, your audience is, is probably has a lot of uh, females, but I think like, if you're a man listening to this, like the greatest gift is serving your spouse because serving your wife, because she will return that tenfold like if you want an incredible sex life and then this is probably an aside like for married couples but if you want an incredible sex life men like stop just saying like well my wife isn't having sex with me like start serving her and you'll just see see her open up um you know through that uh to you so that's that's a freebie that one's on the house so (laughs) (laughs) that's so good so good yeah i think the other thing too that we um we talk about a lot with engaged couples is just asking like kind of high level questions. Um, you, we talked about expectations earlier and it's really important to get on the same page about expectations relating to like your wedding night too. I think Britt um, can share. We, we've got a few that we wrote down, but just like the idea of like expectations. Yeah, yes. some of the questions we yeah. thought like would be good just to talk about with your future spouse is like those, you know, kind of easy, but you know, important questions. Mm-hmm. Like, do you expect us to have sex on our wedding night? Or mm-hmm. like, what does sex mean to you? And why is it important for us? Or um, one thing that was kind of, <laughs> one thing that was kind of like, and not really an issue for us, but um, like a source of tension, a source of tension yeah. was like, where will we spend our wedding night? And yeah. like for me, it was like I wanted you know to like make it really special and like go to like a really nice place, and and Kyle <laughs> was okay with just going up the street to the Motel Six. Like he didn't really. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, to, to, to defend myself, uh, <laughs> so Britt wanted to go like an hour away, like hour and a half away to this like spa resort thing. And I wanted to just stay in town. I didn't want to go to the Motel 6. I know she's, <laughs> she's laughing at me behind you, but um, I was like, well, let's just stay in town. Like, let's just go like 20 minutes instead of an hour and a half, right? And I'm sure everyone can probably figure out uh, why that's the case. But I'm so glad that we <laughs> ended up yielding to her on that because we had an incredible one. We had a great drive up like that hour and a half. We talk about that so often, like mm, that, yes. that moment together right after we were married is really special. The other question that we thought would be good to answer, ask each other is like, what are you uh, most nervous about? And what are you most excited about for the wedding night? Mm-hmm. I think those mm-hmm. are all really, really good ones. Yeah, we, we talk about we talk about boundaries in the last episode, which are really important. But I think that a lot of um, engaged couples like will get a little sexually explicit talking about it. It's like, oh, we're like not physically crossing any boundaries, but we are like talking about like, you know, here's the, this position that we want to do on our wedding night. And like, right. I, I think there's a careful line to walk there. Um, right. And so these questions that we have that we just shared, and this is five of about 15 that we have um that we typically share with couples but like these are higher level questions that you can ask at really any time you know especially as you kind of get a little bit closer to the wedding night um that will help maintain those boundaries but also help just open a clear line of communication and expectation uh with your future spouse yes no that's really good because i think like i feel like uh 
we had like like Jeff and I, like my husband and I, we had talked about expectations maybe beforehand. Like I remember talking about, okay, like maybe we'll have sex on our wedding night. Maybe we won't. Um, but I like, it's interesting how for me, I, my expectations changed for myself after the wedding, because like, like Paris, you were saying before, where it's like, you know, before you get married, you want to have sex all the time, but then after you're married, then that can often be, you know, the opposite or whatever. Um, and I just found for myself that I was like, holy moly, like, wait, why don't I want this all the time? I expected I would, but something's different now and I don't know what it is. And so there was a weird transition where it's like, I had to like, be like, what just happened with me? Like, why am I, why is this different? And, and I think it would have been really good to just verbalize that a lot more than I did. I think I just internalized it a lot. But so for couples, I would just really encourage you to, yes, have these conversations before you are like married, but also have them after. And if anything's changed and if things are different, just also address that as well, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's it's an it's an ongoing conversation. I mean, these are things that'll help get you going, but like this these this should not be the last time you ask questions about sex. Like yeah. wedding like, night is yeah. here and then like, okay, cool, we're on the same page. Like that that will just it'll ebb and flow like throughout your relationship and there's seasons where you're busier and like um you yeah. know, seasons where like there's more you're you're closer together and there's more intimacy and like just maintaining that conversation and coming back to these questions often I think is really important. Yeah. So if people want to see those expectation questions that you guys have, where would they go to find that? Yeah. Um, so we have uh, an online premarital course uh, on our website, loveyourfirstyear.com that couples can go through. And it's a bonus resource called the ultimate guide to the wedding night and the honeymoon. And so we have 15 questions about the wedding night. We have 15 questions about the honeymoon. And then we've got all kinds of other stuff, like just super practical tips that I'm sure we'll get into a couple of those um, you know, as we continue to go through, but we also have a lot of free resources mm-hmm. on our website, um, under our intimacy category that talk about, um, sex. And we, I think we lovingly called them sex expectations last episode. And so right. I think yes. to, uh, that's important to go through, but if you want that comprehensive resource, um, that would be where you can find it. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure we, we, we knew where those would be. Okay. So Kyler and Brett, Oftentimes, going into the wedding night, we're talking very much into this now, let's get a little bit more in depth. Women find the first time, okay, especially when we're talking, like, let's talk almost specific to um, virgins, yes, but also, like, just into this committed relationship, even if they've been sexually active prior to marriage, okay? So, like, committing to marriage is a big deal. So, there's this whole emotional level on the line, too, right? And women often feel very uncomfortable and this massive vulnerability all of a sudden often comes out on the wedding night. How can this be combated and how can we really encourage our men out there to really embrace this and come to an understanding of this and encourage the women that that's okay to feel that way and just to prepare for these kind of things? I would say like that sex generally is more uncomfortable for the women, kind of like you were saying, Paris. It's just like, it is just like a very vulnerable time between just the two of you. And I think women are almost like more emotionally, you know, invested mm-hmm. into it to some extent, I guess. Yes. And so I think it's good to talk yeah. about it a little bit beforehand. And, and I don't know, what would you say from like a man's perspective? 
Yeah, I mean, there's a, a couple parts of that. Um, you know, we, we talked uh, before we started recording about how like, there's just so many things that nobody really tells you. Like you, you like have kind of this idea and then you come into mm. your wedding night and it's like, oh, like I was not expecting that. Like nobody told me about that, right? And so, um, <laughs> you know, we've had this, I, I received this conversation and I've had a couple, I've given this conversation a couple of times now. Uh, and there, there are kind of two, two main points for the guys listening that are really important to understand. First is like, now you know that it probably is going to be more uncomfortable for her if you didn't already know that, right? So with that knowledge, it's important to go slow and yield to her needs, right? So like that means like asking yes. a lot of questions. Are you are you doing okay? Like is this uncomfortable? And if the answer is yes, like maybe that means going back and slowing down a little bit more or trying something new and coming back to it later, right? Like you have a lifetime to be sexually intimate and like it doesn't have to all be explored on the wedding night. So yes <laughs> ah you need to say that again yes it's, uh, I, trust me like I, I i was that listener on the other side of this like not knowing that and now that i'm married i have the wisdom of, of hindsight right um so yeah i would say go slow yield mm. to her needs but like i mentioned earlier like if you're viewing sex as service you're already doing that right you're already serving her yeah that. um yes, the other thing too nice. and like this is like a little like practical, I guess. And I had no idea about this. Like just nobody told me like, I was like, yeah, it's, I know it's probably going to be uncomfortable. I know it's probably going to be painful. Uh, nobody tells you that it m- literally might not work. Like it literally might not physically yes. work or fit. And so like, right. I, don't, I don't know how else to phrase that. <laughs> you can fill in the blank. <laughs> um, and like, if you're not prepared for that, it could set you up for a lot of, um, just like frustration yeah. and discouragement Ooh. and like yeah. disappointment. Yeah. And so, but if you know that, and now you do, because I'm telling you, um, you can now have that conversation and say, okay, what's going to happen if that is the case? What happens if it is uncomfortable? What happens if it doesn't, if it doesn't work and then adjust your, your plan that's accordingly. Right. So that's what I would say to, um, to the guys. I love that. And can I, I'm going to speak into that for a second and I'm going to be very honest with you guys, because I think being very honest and seeing that, what Kyler and Britt are saying right now is very, very real. And a lot of people are feel almost shameful to talk about it. And we want to break that stigma. So I'm going to break that with my own story. And I'm just going to share something here. When Neil and I got married, I was 18. Neil's 20. We were literally babies, okay? We knew nothing about sex. We were virgins. We were literally the most naive of the naive, I swear it. And the wedding night comes along. And I love all these points that Britt and Kyler are saying because I'm like, yeah, we could have used that. We could have used that. We could have used that. Because when you're coming out of a place of service, which we each genuinely thought we were, but we'd miss the conversations beforehand to really solidify those things, you know? And I mean, we did not have intercourse on our wedding night. And I was destroyed about that. Like, I thought I was the ultimate failure. And then I had a meltdown on a wedding night. I was like, what is wrong with me? And I was like, just blown away because everybody talks about how great sex is, but no one talks about the reality of the being it being your first time in the wedding night and saving yourself and like godly sex, you know, and like just really embracing the rawness and the reality of what it often is, you know, when you've worked very hard to save yourself. And so that was crazy for us to experience and then realize afterwards that that's very common. But I was like, man, to have known that beforehand would have saved us a lot of heartache and emotional trauma because we had a lot of stuff to work through after that because like I seriously thought something was wrong with me. 
And so I want to share that with you guys because if that has been your experience and you're only just realizing this now and like, oh my gosh, that was me, know that that's normal. And for those of you heading into your wedding night, give yourself so much grace and have the conversations because if sex doesn't happen, that is totally okay. The best thing I think you could do is just listen to one another and serve one another's needs. If that's one of you being nervous or uncomfortable, okay, you need to drop the reins and just pull the horse in right there and just stop and reevaluate and continue though to cultivate intimacy in other ways, whether that's emotional or just being together. Don't end the intimacy. You're still going to cultivate that because it's easy to fall and kind of, you know, get get very emotional and wrapped up if something doesn't work, you know. That's not what you want to hold on to with your wedding night. So continue, like have a plan B. Have a plan B going into, okay, if this didn't happen, fine, amazing. Like Kyler said, you have forever more to pursue this and invest in this. And I love that. I love that you made that point. But have a plan B going beyond that. So with that being said, you guys, we kind of just covered like some intimate details of the wedding night. But we're not going to go super hardcore into this because it is something very intimate. And we actually want you guys as couples to do this together. You know, like we want you guys to listen to what God is calling you to. So Kyler and Britt here have, we've mentioned this a little bit before, but we're going to go fully into it now. They have an absolutely extraordinary premarital course that they've set up that is worth its weight in gold. And this is something both Alana and I looked over and we're like, oh my gosh, if we can go back in time and have this, we would do so in a heartbeat. So Kyler and Britt, can you share a bit on this? Because they also have a sweet little deal for you guys too. Yeah, totally. So um, we have an online premarital course. It's uh, for specifically for seriously dating and engaged couples. If you're newly married, um, it'll be applicable to you in, in some capacities, but it's really created for that pre-married audience. It's all video based. So you'll see teaching from us. You're hearing us now, but you'll see us uh, through <laughs> the course. It's broken down into seven different sections covering everything about um, God's plan for marriage. And what does that look like to be a godly husband and a godly wife? to communication and conflict, family and in-laws, um, finances. And then lastly, we end the course with spiritual and sexual intimacy, which is totally in line with what we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. Um, in addition, you'll also get um, a 60 plus page course workbook that you can download. You can go through it with your fiance, whether you're together or virtual. We've got some couples who uh, jump on like Zoom or, or FaceTime you know, meetings to go through the course content. And then we've also got that ultimate guide to the wedding night and honeymoon where we walk through the practical things that we're kind of not really like super covering today. Um, but you can get, get that course. It's totally self-paced and you can go through it um, at your own convenience with your partner to help you really prepare for marriage and ultimately love that first year and overcome all of these challenges um, that we hear so, so much about during the first year of marriage. And so if you're listening to this podcast, this is specifically for you. You can take $15 off the course um, by entering code KINGDOM15 at checkout. Uh, and you can find a link to the course on the Kingdom Sexuality uh, website, which is kingdomsexualityministry.com. Um, or you can go to loveyourfirstyear.com uh, and, and you can find it there. But KINGDOM15 will get you $15 off that course. We really just want this course to be a resource for couples to um, prepare for marriage. Like that's our, that's our heart. That's what we've been sharing. And I know you guys are aligned with that. So um, really appreciate the opportunity to, to share that with your audience. And we really hope that um, you and your fiance can can go through that and um, find that uh, preparation to, to get ready for marriage. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited about this. 
You guys have no idea know. what a blessing this is. Um, there really quick though, there are two. Um, I don't know if this is something that you know could just be answered elsewhere or like just not at all. But I just I wanted to share this because I just felt like God like kind of just, when we were going through it last week. I just like wanted to share this, and I don't know how where this fits in anywhere. Um, the question about how am I supposed to prepare when something's been seen as bad my entire life? We get that question a lot, and I'm sure you guys do. Obviously, the fact that it got placed on there. And I don't know where, I don't know where this fits in. And I'm just like throwing this out there so that it's on your radar. But like, I feel like one of the things that we hear a lot is like, there's a difference between guilt and shame, right? And so a lot of couples, mm -hmm. I think, experience sexual guilt because they're doing things that are sinful, right? Like something that you shouldn't be doing. And so you're guilty about it. But the, right. the other side of that is that shame is an identity issue, right? And so when you have an identity issue, that means you need to go to God and you say, okay, God, who do you say that I am? And God says, I made sex good right and so this is not this is not something that is sinful and so i think it's important for couples as they transition into this like there's a little bit of like going from guilt to shame and it's kind of confusing to like figure out what that looks like and why i'm experiencing this but if you're after if you're already married and understanding like i'm experiencing shame like in my marriage as it relates to sex and like assuming you are like there's nothing funky going on there like mm -hmm it's really important to just go to God and say like, Hey God, who do you, who do you say that I am? Like, what is my identity in you? And he tells us every single time, right. Especially through his word and just like through like speaking to us. And so um, that's something we see a lot, like, especially in engaged couples as they transition into like married couples is this idea of shame. Um, and I'm sure that's probably a topic for, for another day, but I just want to share that because I just feel like so many couples confuse guilt and shame where guilt is a sin issue and shame is an identity issue. Yeah. No, that's really good. I feel like there's definitely definitely a need to talk about that. And I think too, it's something that um it happens so maybe subtly that you don't even know Yeah. When you're transitioned to one or the other, right? Like Right. That's good. Paris, what are your thoughts? No, I love that. I think that's a big deal. I think that's something I would actually love you guys to highlight, um, taking over our stories, because that's huge question. That like that's one of our number one questions that we get too, from uh, from our married couples. You know, yeah. they're like, how do we how do we deal with sexual shame and sexual guilt from our past? Yeah, that could be a whole, literally an entire episode. I, I just wanted to, like, we answered it, and Britt and I spent, like, half of our walk talking about that last week, so I just wanted to, like, yeah. make sure that at least somebody... No, it's... <laughs> somebody else no, it's good. Our thing, here it is. <laughs> no, it was really, really good. And it's something, too, like, I don't know if I even mentally thought about it, like, going through the change, like... Mm -hmm being engaged to being married like I did have that thing where it's like you know the world or like the church or I don't know who is telling you that sex is so bad um and then yeah somehow then you go to have sex when you're married and you're like but it's bad but yeah, it's yeah. okay but it's blessed but it's yeah dirty but it's not now it's okay like right. the whole, like flipping the switch to yeah yeah. Oh, for sure. Britt wrote last week um, on that, just even that question, like transitioning from abstinence to freedom, like, you know, remember that sex is good. Like we find ourselves just like mm. saying that so many times, like sex is good, sex yeah. is good. We say in our course, like we end se our sexual intimacy mantra by saying sex is good, y'all. Like it was literally yeah. so, yeah. and you know, Britt wrote is designed by God and it was created to be good, but because God designed mm -hmm. sex, he sets the rules for sex. And so it doesn't go from bad to good. 
it just, it's good in its season, right? And in its, in its boundary, um, because God desires for us to have an awesome sex life and he desires for us to be intimate with our spouse. And she wrote this that I love, don't let the enemy rob you from the joy that is sex by trying to produce shame. And I think that's mm-hmm. just like so, so like powerful because I know so many married couples and engaged couples like really struggle with that, so. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, Ugh, shivers, you guys gotta talk about that. That'd be great. I mean, or we could have you have a whole other episode one day when we do shame. Seriously. <laughs> hey, you guys, we have so many other things that we could share with y'all. That's why we wanted to drop Kyler and Britt's amazing course at you. So we're going to actually call our quits here. Um, this has been amazing. We absolutely love hosting you guys, Kyler and Britt. You guys are just such an incredible couple and just amazing kingdom warriors for this amazing journey on earth that we have through marriage and specifically through cultivating our marriage is on biblical truths and towards godliness and relationship with Christ. So I want to thank you so much for sharing all of your heartfelt wisdom and experience and passion for this topic and especially for our dating and our engaged couples. So with that said, you guys have resources to check out and stuff to go get busy with as you prefer prepare for marriage and we're just praying our blessings over you. Hey friends, thank you so much for hanging out with us as we dive deeper into meaningful, godly intimacy, tackle the hard questions, and embrace truth while we're at it. We're also on Instagram at Kingdom Sexuality. You'll find our Instagram handle below in the show notes, where you'll also see any other resource links we may have mentioned in today's episode. As always, our hearts are to cultivate deep community and freedom with you guys. And we cannot wait to continue this journey alongside you. We'll see you in the next episode.